All right, so the topic today is a bit of a strange one for me because it, in my mind anyway, either means you're a raging maniac or, you know, you're faking it till you make it. It is a concept that is hard for me to think of as a real thing in practical ways because everyone that I've ever met who has ever proclaimed, proclaimed, pro, proclaimed this about himself or herself has been not exactly the picture of well-adjusted. But you know what? I could be wrong. I, I could. There is an idea that has always been strange to me. Not because I am utterly incapable of conceptualizing the idea. Okay. But because the idea is just utterly fucking strange to me. Gotcha. It is the idea of self-love. Okay. It's, it's just strange to me that motherfuckers be walking around or sitting around or laying around thinking, Oh my God, I love myself so much. Mm, I love me. There is an idea of a show, a working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, this is Big Bogus Podcast. Your. What, what, was, was all that necessary? Uh, yes, it was. Anyway, this is your, as far as we aim for anyway, uh, your wit, wisdom, and absurdity. Uh, guide to lifestyle, I suppose. Imagine. Well, uh, let's not write anything off. Anyway, this is Season 14, Episode 6. Uh, today's title is going to be Self-Love. Uh, the theme is Practice and Education, so... Uh-huh, so... Well, so, in this first quarter of 2024, let us learn all about love together. And this is, this, is, uh, this is timely, too, because, you know, Valentine's Day will have just passed by the time this airs. Uh, okay. I am Mighty Blackwood. He is my conscience. Hi. No guests today. Let's get it. Hi. I suppose I'm a bit of a bozo because I take things way too literally sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So when the concept of self-love comes to mind, I'm just like, I don't understand. How do you how do you love yourself? Is that not narcissistic? Is that not something that weirdos do? How do you love yourself? I mean, how do you walk around feeling like actual love for you? Well, uh, have you have you thought about getting a guest onto the show? Nope. Asking that person. No, never once. Anyway, I think I, I, I take things way too literally because when I think love, I think, you know, that deep emotional state where you just can't be without a thing or a person or a, uh-huh. a situation, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, naturally, no one can do without himself or herself. Uh, so... What is this whole idea of self-love? I suppose it has nothing to do with actual real love because that, to my mind, would be narcissism if you're like infatuated, like deeply in love with yourself. Too different. Therefore, I suppose what we're actually talking about is, you know, self-compassion and 
a positive self-image of yourself and, you know, self-awareness to a healthy degree and understanding your needs and boundaries. I guess that is self-love. However, I mean, wouldn't that be better said to be self-care? I mean, that's not how you show love for someone, is it? Understanding their point of view? No. Is it? Isn't love involuntary? I mean, perhaps I'm misinformed, misguided, um, miseducated, really. <laughs> perhaps I simply do not know what it takes to love oneself. And that's all right, I guess. I mean, I'm not suffering for it, I guess. Well. <laughs> I suppose if I were suffering for it, um, for lack of knowledge about self-love, I, I would never know. Because how do you know what you don't know? If things are, I mean, okay for you. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. While I am not saying my self-image is tip-top and the best there is, or the best there could be, um, as far as self-images go, of oneself, oneself. to be redundant. You don't say. I do say. Anyway, I I think I have a healthy enough self-image of myself to have gotten by in life so far. So, you know, most of my focus when it comes to do, when it comes to do, when it comes to love has been, you know, the love of other people. You don't say. And I do believe that sort of love is involuntary, as, as, as far as my experience has shown me anyway, unless... One is a saint and actively attempts to love other people no matter what. I mean, real love of other people is involuntary. I mean, it it, it usually has to do less with the other person or the person of your affection and more to do with your capacity uh, to accept what it is about that other person you're perceiving. So you see, I mean, sure, there could be a biological reason for which you have more capacity to love or less capacity to love. For instance, your your physical makeup can be preventative or what's what's the opposite of that? Conducive. Uh-huh. Preventative of love or conducive to love. Um uh, beyond that, I, I, I strongly believe, especially in romance, um, love highly depends on um, the way you were raised. It's all about nurturing, really, your ability to communicate and compromise, you know? Okay. You have to have seen healthy ways to navigate challenges and grow together. I am, and I have always been, uh, for as far back as I can remember anyway, of the opinion that we, as individuals, Train people how to interact with us. Meaning, if I'm walking down the street and a motherfucker's looking at me to see if I'm going to say hi, and I don't even look at that motherfucker, that person is going to be like, all right, you know, well, maybe that person doesn't want to say hi, so maybe I won't say hi. Or that person will say hi, and maybe that's annoying to you, and maybe it's not. Maybe you say hi back, in which case that person is actively training you how to interact with him or her. However, if the fact that you didn't look at that person or even acknowledge that person in the first place influenced that person to not acknowledge you, then you are actively training that person how to interact with you. That's what I mean. Interesting. 
And I mean, that kind of thing happens everywhere in life, in all scenarios. We're always training people how to interact with us. Therefore, you know, that idea that, oh, you know, well, if you're always finding the same kind of person in your intimate relationships, well, maybe the problem is you and not that person. Yes, absolutely. The problem is you and not that person because you inherently have been training people how to interact with you. First of all, you're looking for a type of thing in a relationship, so you're going to look for a type of person. And then when you find that type of person, you're actively going to be showing that person how to deal with you, whether good, whether bad, it doesn't matter. And the outcome is always going to be similar to the outcome in any other situation with any other type of person that's any bit uh-huh, any bit like uh-huh. that person you've been looking for. Uh, okay. And I mean, God bless you if you were raised in a family or any kind of environment that afforded you the, uh-huh, the good stuff in life, you know? Uh-huh. The, the nurturing, the love, the care, the resources for you to grow up to be a well rounded human being. Fair enough. And I mean, as well as all those things that you'd be lucky to have received, um, there are also those things that you should be so lucky to have not received. By way of, get this, there has to be boundaries and real forgiveness in a family unit, or, you know, any kind of unit that's kind of like a family, I guess, yeah, a family unit. <laughs> um, your family dynamic has to be such that you are exposed to so many types of situations where you can understand the full spectrum of human interaction so that you have the capacity to love others so selflessly. Okay. And then, when you have your own offspring, teach those lessons that you learned when you were growing up. I mean, it's just that simple. And I do. Any lacking of the things it would be ideal for you to have growing up, or any surplus of the things it would be ideal for you to not have growing up, um, sees you in a situation in in later life where um, your circumstance could best be summed up as, you know, she has daddy issues, he has mommy issues, this kind of horse shit. I mean, that is an oversimplification. I do. But what I'm saying even more than that is the work cannot and should not be skipped because you'll just be making up for all the stuff you didn't have or the stuff you had too much later in life. Friendships. Oh, friendships. Friendships are super dope because, you know, your friends are the people uh, that become your family members, really and truly, uh, and you get to choose them. Your friends are your family members that you get to choose. You get to train them how to interact with you, and they get to train you how to interact with them. And, you know, if all things go well, that is the ideal familial situation, is it not? You don't get to choose your real family members. I mean, great, everybody loves their family members and whatnot, but I'm saying there are some people whose family members are just annoying to them, and they would rather be with their friends than with those members of their family. So, well, you know, 
It is a blessed thing that human beings take so goddamn long to develop. We take 18 years at least to develop into fully functional adults. Um, so, you know, all that time can be spent developing real lifelong friendships. The unfortunate part of that is... Uh, should have known it was coming. <laughs> yes, you should have. The unfortunate part of, you know, making friends is that a lot of us, most of us even, um, choose friends not based on actual choices. I mean, that would be kind of weird, right? Oh, I'm, I'm deciding this person is going to be my friend because X, Y, Z. Uh, most of us fall into friendships and most of our friendships are based on superficial things like, I don't know, um, what's popular, what's hat in the moment um who's rolling with that idea that concept that wave um how do i become like that and then that is the basis of of of, of a lot of friendships and that is not exactly the most productive way to live one's life is it not if being productive is your goal not at all so it's like when it comes to building friendships, you're looking for trust and loyalty and support from these people. And, you know, that stuff is easy to come by if everyone's being quite superficial. But for the long run, this is the reason for which a lot of friendships don't last more than like seven years or so. Uh, because, you know, if you build your friendships on superficial shit, the superficial shit is not going to be a strong foundation for a lifelong support group. Yes, sir. Your true friends will be there even when it's not convenient for them to be. So it's like, if you're fortunate enough to have been raised in a loving family, you know, that taught you the different dynamics of life, um, you grow to appreciate other people for who they are, and you grow to appreciate yourself for who you are because you have a, self, wow. a, self, wow. a, a, a sense of self-worth. Wow. My apologies. Anyway, you take that sense of self-worth with you through life and you build supportive communities around yourself, right? You contribute and cultivate the love that you're looking for. And, you know, you receive that back tenfold, a hundredfold. And the power of this collective uh, love. Uh, okay, yeah, the power. <laughs> um, it, it, it gives you a sense of confidence about you. That could be equated to, I suppose, self-love, right? You love yourself. And now everyone who witnesses you sees that there goes a person who loves himself, who loves herself. Oh. And, and? And naturally, I suppose, there can be no question about your motives as you navigate this thing called life. Uh-huh. Is... is is that what it is? Is, is, is that what self-love is? Hey, you tell me. Man, I don't know. It sounds right. It sounds like self-love is when you reflect back the love that you received. Okay. When you value yourself. Okay, so it seems you've learned a little about self-love. Uh, I really don't know about that at all. I, I believe in valuing oneself, but I believe there's a fine line to walk. Just like, you know self-hate is uh, destructive i think loving yourself could be a little narcissistic there is an idea of a show a working concept a finished product this is the beginning perhaps of something great but until we reach that goal this is simply 
say but I have learned in this life of mine that whenever I encounter a motherfucker that's all oh I love myself I, I, I love myself um, this is usually a person who's either lacking in the things he or she should have gotten or has had surplus in the things he or she should not have gotten and now this person's trying to fake it till he or she makes it um, it's always a phony phony very phony person I just don't trust a self-lover <laughs> 